again in a new update. I am Gosha from Cosmic Agency, and I have a well, a, well, short update for you on our target and communication situation. Well, first of all, the biggest update of all is that right now our main contact, who was Zvaru from Era, from Pleiades, Taiheta, she is no longer in contact with us at the moment. Uh, it's very probable that she might come back, but at the moment she had to go back to to attend other affairs. She has been, as I explained in the in the in the uh, recent updates, she has had some problems with the federation, uh, who was very who was against her disclosure of some of the information, from what I understand. Uh, and it's not necessarily that the Federation was against that, but there were some groups within the Federation that didn't appreciate her such a di- in direct involvement with us and with the human affairs. Well, it seems that the Federation has has improved her perception of Zvaru's involvement and, and of Zvaru in general. Uh, and they invited her to participate in the council, in the council within the federation, where she'll be working with them, uh, helping and assisting, guiding, uh, offering suggestions with regards to the affairs of, of Earth, of humans on Earth. Among other people, she has been guiding Asket, for example, who was, uh, and I still understand she still is, is the leader of the Tigetan forces. And, and Zvaru was this invisible guide behind behind uh, her role. So she has a lot of wisdom and she has been recognized. The Federation has invited her to participate. So having said that, she's not going to have so much time to be with us anymore. And she has also other things to do, of course. I hope she will come back. I hope she will come back. This doesn't mean that our contact is over. It's not over. We actually have received an email from Rochelle Rochelle is a sort of a politic, polit, political ambassador between different races, between the Federation and the Human Earth, between the Federation and Taigeta, and etc. And important, important information. Rochelle, now this is huge. Rochelle is the one, Rochelle is the one who has contacted the President Eisenhower back in the 50s from our, and with the dates I'm horrible so this is huge because it's the first time in the history since that event that she has shared the information about that event and Robert my partner who has his channel already has shared the the interview the, the chat that we had with Rochelle regarding that event with Eisenhower where she explains exactly what happens there were several meetings with Eisenhower she explains how how they how they happened what Eisenhower said how he reacted what, what happened exactly and it's the first time in the history since that time that they actually share with the human with the humans their side of the story of what happened because there there are a lot of theories floating around and um and this is the first time that she's she has explained actually what has happened i will share this video with you also but it's going to come a bit a bit later on so rachel two days ago she has uh, contacted us, us again and she's expressing her willingness to to keep communicating with us so thank you very much rachel for me this is 
Another huge, I, I can't imagine this is happening, but it's what's happening and I'm sharing this with you. And you'll see from the information that it's it's pretty incredible. Okay, so uh, so Rachel is going to be, to be on, on, on one side. Communication will continue through Rachel. But apart from that, they have allocated another target and girl who will be in contact with us and who we already talked to once. And her name is Naya Stay. Naya Stay. I have to I have to read this because I can't remember the name very much. Naya Stay. Naya Stay, um, she has been learning a lot from Zvaru. Zvaru served as her mentor for uh, for some time. So a lot of concepts. A lot of ideas that she'll be sharing with us will have resonance with, with Zvaru's teachings because Zvaru is, was the one that has taught Nayaste a lot of, a lot of uh, things. So, so through her, we will have a sort of a link with Zvaru and with her knowledge and with her wisdom. And uh, fun fact, Nayaste in Taigetan actually means number nine. Number nine. When I heard that, I told her, this is my favorite number. I have three favorite numbers, six, nine, and 11. And nine is, uh, yes, it's Nayaste. It means Nayaste. Well, <laughs> Nayaste means nine. They have already, cho- they have also chosen her because she speaks different languages. This way I can communicate with her in English and Robert speaks with her in Spanish. So um, I think tomorrow we have another meeting with her. So I'm going to be sharing the information with you also. In today's in today's update, uh, very short, we have actually not talked about much. It was the first reunion with her. So it was like still, uh, you know, starting off the engines of the communication. But we have touched on the subject of animals. Animals in Daigeta in Pleiades, what kind of animals they have, etc. And it is going to link with the video that I already have the material for. And the video is uh, from our Zvarus chats about the Taigetan Pleiadian society. And one of the sectors in that video will be animals, plants, wildlife, and all that. So the, the details about that will come in a separate video. But here, I just want to mention some fun facts about uh, about their life. For example, what kind of pets do they have in Taigeta? Well, there are three primordial pets. Cats, yes, they love cats very much. Cats form uh, a big part of their society. Also, they have ferrets, yes, as pets, ferrets. And a third animal which they have as a pet, which we don't have here on, uh, on Earth, is an animal called Mogye. Mogye. Yes. And it's the size of a cat. It actually climbs trees. It's a sort of a bird. It gets it 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 hatches from the from the egg and it has colorful feathers all over. So so yes, they, they eat fruit. They eat fruit and they get they can get quite crazy over over getting getting fruit. Uh, but they do like they do like being around humans. So sometimes they you can you can have them around their shoulders here around the neck and it's kind of like a colorful uh, scarf. So they have these three principal pets. And now another fun fact. Another fun fact. They don't have dogs. They don't have dogs. Dogs is actually a human invention. All these different breeds and mixes. 
it's something that uh, that actually occurred in on on Earth. So they do have all kinds of canines, wolves, and all kinds of wild canine-like animals, but they don't have dogs, uh, which for me breaks my heart because I'm a dog person. I have two dogs myself, so I can't even imagine living without a dog. I actually asked her, it's about oh, a long time ago, what, ha- what would happen if I, if you, in theory, for let's just fantasize for a moment, I go to your planet, could I, could I bring a dog? Could, could we actually import uh, dogs to your planet? And well, actually, import, import, maybe not, but, but yeah, I could, I could bring one. I would have to be very careful because their wildlife is different. And it also would have to go through their, a kind of customs because over there they also have some kind of a galactic customs. So it would have to go through that. Uh, having said that, you know, because I told her, why don't we, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you import the idea of dogs? I mean, this, uh, I explained to her, I explained to them both yesterday to my stay and before to Zbaru that they are amazing companions. They are loving and so loyal and they can sense when you feel sad that they come and comfort you. They are your best friend. So, so why, why not? Because actually many ideas get imported from here to there. Another fun fact. Some time ago, I talked to a Tigetan girl and her name is Aneka. Aneka. I already made a video with, with Aneka about the matrix. The title was more about 3D matrix where I invited Aneka to participate. So Aneka is a fun girl. She loves to smile and laugh and party and she is very happy. And she loves to dance. So she she saw a YouTube video. Yes, because they see YouTube videos. They follow our affairs more closely than we can imagine. So she she saw a girl dancing with uh, with with lights on her shoes, and she loved that idea. And she imported that idea. And now she she is doing the same. She dances with the lights with her shoes. It gets her all happy. So many ideas get imported. There are there are cr- cross cultural exchanges between races and also from our races. They get ideas from our races. So I I propose I propose to anybody who is watching me, any ET that is watching me right now, I think it would be very convenient and very helpful and, and amazing to import and an, a magnificent creature such as a dog. To your culture. How about that? Now, another animal that they don't have is a horse. They don't have horses. They also don't have giraffes. They don't have crocodiles and other animals. Some animals uh, uh, that we have, they don't have and vice versa. And another important thing, they don't ride their animals. They don't ride animals. They have a smaller version of a horse, a wild version of a horse, but it's like smaller. Um, but they don't ride them. They, they don't ride any animals. Some of the animals that they have, which we don't have, uh, she says, flying lizards that glow in the dark. Interesting. Many of the, of the animals that we have here, which they don't have, for example, it, they, they have come here, well, they, ha- they have been seeded. The seeding has been taking place, and it's not something that just happened in the past. It continues to to happen, and it happens all the time throughout the galaxy, the seeding of different races. All the interstellar races are vegan. They don't eat meat. Only regressive, negative races consume meat, including human meat. 
Um, now, I will I will share with you the detailed video about about the wildlife, about the target in society. This is just a short summary of some points. And but I did ask Zvaru some time ago, and I can share with you a little bit about that. I asked her some more metaphysical questions about animal affairs. For example, I have always been against uh, the fact that some animals here hunt other animals. I'm completely against this state of things. I don't understand why it has been designed this way, why this needs to be. I just It breaks my heart when I watch these documentaries and I see the lion going after the deer. It's just, it's just horrible for me. So I asked her, why, why does this happen? And well, she, she explains Varu a long time ago, from what I remember. Well, it's just that it's a progression of a, of a state of consciousness, of a survival mode to the higher mode of consciousness. The animals are still in that way, in still in a 3D kind of a mentality. And they go after any other animals, not just to eat, but to take a vital force, a, vi- a life force from the other animal because their ego, their identity is just beginning to shape. They, 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 uh, they see themselves now as a you, me versus yourself. So the only way to kind of survive is would be to take a life force from another, from another being. They don't see another being as an extension of themselves that they should respect. So, um, so this is this is uh, one of the one of the reasons. And actually, this also happens in a five D world. There are creatures that consume and go after other creatures. So it's just the way it is. When you progress in your evolution of consciousness, then you start to realize that another being is is a part of the creation, and you are the reflection of that other being. We are all one. And this begins to happen in a higher 3D. So many races who are actually still animals, like for example, Urma, who are cat race, and even Alpha Dracos, they have, they still have animal traits. They are basically animal race, but their consciousness progressed and advanced to the level where they can, they can respect the existence of another being and they and they managed to to solve this uh, consumption of other species problem by simply consuming other things they have managed to learn to feed themselves in a different way even though and this is interesting even though urma and alpha dracos they still have sharp teeth from what i understand they still have sharp teeth but their consciousness advanced to the level that they, they they just have decided to respect other species. So all the species, all the all, all the races are are vegan in the universe. This is interesting. Now I also asked Svaru some time ago about about animal suffering. And now that we are on the topic of animals, and I will address the topic of suffering also in a separate video. It's going to be all about suffering. Why do we suffer, etc.? But I asked her, why do the animals suffer? Because I understood from the video, from the information that, you know, it's law of attraction, manifestation, frequency, resonance, and all other different reasons behind 
the concept of suffering by why do animals suffer? Does the law of attraction also apply to them? Why? Why? And in brief, in 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 a summary, law of attraction includes everything and it includes everybody because it's a frequency resonance. So from the best information that they have gathered which by the way, they don't have the answers to everything. But from the best information they have gathered, it is simply a matching frequency. Every event, not just objects, but event is a frequency. Every situation is a frequency. So if you find yourself in a specific situation, it's because you have been a match on a frequency level to that situation, among other reasons, probably why the situation could could happen. So it's the same with with the with the animals. It's matching frequencies. The universe is all. It includes everything. It's one. So if it's if it's wholeness, it's it's it it includes everything. Even apparent or not so apparent suffering doesn't recognize between the good and evil. These are all dualistic concepts and interpretations of events. But from the level of the universe, there is no there is no right and wrong. And also interestingly, she mentioned the example of the how the, the mouse and the and the rat. And she says, when you look at the mouse, sorry, not the mouse and the rat, the mouse and the cat. When you see the cat chasing a mouse, what you are looking at is you are looking at your own past happening simultaneously as everything happens at the same time. So you're just looking at your own past, um, at yourselves, basically. Well, more of these subjects will be discussed in detail in the following videos. I am going to publish... The next video will be an important video. It's going to be about how to raise our frequency because a lot is being talked about frequency and the necessity to, to raise our awareness and frequency and all that. So what does it actually mean and how practically can we raise our frequency? I will talk about this. Well, I will not talk about this. It will be Zvaro. It will be older Zvaro's article because by, by, by the way, Zvaro is gone for now, but I have a lot of lot more videos that I have published in my Spanish channel that I still have to publish in the English channel. So quite quite a lot more videos to come. And in the process, I'll be sharing you with you the updates, the regular updates that, about the, what's happening right now. Like for example, now uh, that we have a new contact with Nama Nayaste. Well, I think this is, this is all for now. Thank you very much for watching. Um, I'm very excited to see what's, what's more in store in the future, present, past, as it's all happening at once. And uh, I'll see you in the next video. Thank you very much. Bye.